This podcast is brought to you by ClearBridge Investments. Meet an evolving economy confidently with ClearBridge Active Equities, the foundation of a resilient portfolio. ClearBridge, a Franklin Templeton company. Go to clearbridge.com to learn more. Hi, everyone. This is Sterling Shea from the Barron's Wealth and Asset Management Group, and thank you for listening in on this week's installment of The Way Forward. We've got a great guest for you today, a gentleman who's been a friend of the Barron's Advisor Program for more than a decade. He's a great guy and a terrific supporter of our work. We're really grateful to have him here with us on the phone today. Uh, Andy Safferstein is Head of Wealth Management for Morgan Stanley. Andy, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Sterling. How are you doing? How's, how's your family holding up through all this? Uh, we're we're doing all right. Uh, safely sequestered out of the little home we have on uh, Long Island. But uh, where are you? I'm I'm at home, just like everybody else, and um, you know, staying safe and healthy. And you know, everybody's in as as good spirits as uh, I suppose people could be, all things considered. So well, thanks for asking. That's good. You know, Andy. I know I've I've, I've had the pleasure of seeing you in action for a while now. I know you're a hands-on leader. Uh, how are you managing uh, leading the, the very large and dynamic team you have uh, virtually? Uh, you know what, Sterling, we're really fortunate that we have a leadership team that's you know been together for years, so we, we really know each other well. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of, of trust that we have. We communicate really regularly. We genuinely like and care about each other, and and that's really true across every branch in the country. Uh, we've been sending out regular communications. We've been Zoom bombing meetings across the organization to check in with people, calling others you know, as often as possible. And human contact and connection are really just so important right now, even if it needs to be virtual, virtual for a little while. Well, I, I love I love that idea of using the the Zoom bomb uh, opportunity in a good way. Is that from the, the Andy <laughs> Safferstein playbook? I love that. <laughs> you know, it, it really helped us that that Morgan Stanley we had a really strong culture going into the crisis, and culture is not built in a crisis. It's it's what gets you through it, and mm-hmm. we've been able to lean on our culture doing right by clients and teamwork, doing world-class business in a world-class way. It's a really, that's a credit to our people who are just really committed and talented and just care for one another. And that's, that's what gets you through things like this. Well, let's talk about that a bit. You know, we hear so many amazing stories about the things that advisors are doing right now and, and the way they're adding value. It, it's pretty incredible. What are your thoughts on that? And, and what are you seeing the best advisors focus on right now? I I have just such a strong appreciation and really admiration for what our advisors and, frankly, what this entire industry has been able to accomplish since the crisis began. Advisors, as you know, have a real innate instinct to take care of other people, to be there for their clients when it matters the most, even when when they're facing challenges of their own, as, as they are now. I've always believed that in times of adversity, that's when you see people's true character and the way our advisors have risen to the challenge, taking care of their families and their clients is a tremendous credit to them. And it speaks volumes about their values. And it's also, of course, what makes them successful of of advisors. Mm -hmm. Think Think about the fact that six weeks ago, None of us were working from home, and today, less than two percent of our organization. I'm sure it's true with you know all of our other, all the other organizations in the industry, are coming into the office, and that includes everyone: advisors, support staff, yeah. call centers. And from what I can tell, 
advisors across the industry have, haven't really missed a beat in serving clients, not, not a beat. So, Andy, let's say it's uh, assumed that these great advisors are out there adding really meaningful value for their clients, but they have a lot of decisions in terms of their strategy and the best way to manage their practice and all this. Um, what are some ideas you would offer uh, for advisors in terms of fine-tuning their strategy and, and knowing what to do with their business uh, as we might be in this situation for a while looking forward? That's a, that's a really good point. You know, if you think about it, daily routines, uh, well-worn practices that helped advisors achieve success over their careers had to be a, a adapted in a, in a situation that nobody's ever faced before. Advisors are physically separated from their teams. They're working from a home environment where they may have some other challenges. It might be schooling children or taking care of parents. And of course, all of this is during a time of real extreme volatility. So yeah. obviously... Team practices have to change. The best advisors have created structure in their day, both for themselves and their teams. You need a regular cadence and consistent communication. Morning Zoom meetings for their teams are really popular, for example. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's also really important to create a clear delineation between working time and family time because it comes real easy for it all to blend together, which will hurt your professional effectiveness and it isn't healthy at all for you or your family. You need, you need to find time for both in ways that don't detract from, from the other. Yeah, I, I would envision that advisors are, uh, you know, prone to work too hard anyway. Uh, it's easy to drift into that kind of uh, burnout mode in, in, oh, in this kind of environment. What else about managing teams uh, as an advisor? You know, that's an area where we constantly hear that advisors are looking for more uh, more insight. Um, you mentioned communication, a cadence of Zoom meetings. Um, what are other tricks of the trade to make sure that your team's operating uh, in an efficient and productive, productive way during all of this? So we've, we've talked a little bit about teams and how their practices have to change, how important communication is and coordination between different team members, which some of the best teams have done an amazing job of doing. But let, let's talk a, a little bit about clients because they're quite understandably in need of a tremendous amount of engagement right now. They're not only worried about their finances, they're also concerned about their health, the health of their families, the overall level of stress and anxiety is, is naturally very high. And clients are looking to their advisors for financial advice, but also for information about what's happening in the world, the virus spread, government actions, latest developments with medicine and science. Of course, they're also looking to their advisor for reassurance and empathy, someone to talk to. So, so for many clients, that means some form of substantive contact every day. Hmm. particularly during the most turbulent days, which, of course, is when every client is looking to engage. So in addition to working long hours, speaking with clients in person, the best advisors are leveraging technology to help meet the challenge, because if you're not digitally engaged with your clients, you can't possibly reach all of them as often as they need to be with relevant information and content and insights. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. You know, our next best action technology is probably mm -hmm. the perfect example because it was it was built for times like these it does all the preparatory analysis and th synthesis to help advisors reach out with targeted customized information and recommendations real time in april it's been used more than six million times think about it six million times in in in, in one month wow you know the, the the other thing just to you know on this 
theme of clients, and you know, this is really the this is really the crux, I think, of of how advisors have to adapt. Another thing that's critical is to leverage the firm's access to world class experts, people like medical professionals, scientists, mm-hmm. research analysts, senior government government officials, so that clients can be at the cutting edge of information as events unfold, and they can actually have the opportunity to ask questions from people that are in the know. I'll I'll mention one last thing, which is along the theme of making sure clients take advantage of market dislocations. Mm -hmm. Things are moving fast, and there's short windows of opportunity, but those opportunities are huge when you when you can grab them, I'll give you an example. Our, our oil analyst was immediate, immediately out there guiding clients during the oil dislocation. Yep. And right now we have a whole series of dislocation alternative investment products coming out right now. The de- demand is enormous for this stuff out there right now, and and rightfully so. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point. We think that uh, exposure to alter is still not what it needs to be uh, among top advisors. Uh, agreed. Agreed. We think there's greater volatility yet to come. Uh, another shoe's likely to drop in the global capital markets, which will provide chaos, but again, a little bit more opportunity. If you, if you think about the last decade with high returns and low volatility. I think, and to some extent, some clients just felt like they didn't need alternative investments, and maybe they underappreciated the value of them in a diversified portfolio, particularly during volatile times, and and uh, maybe the asset class was was more underappreciated than in the industry than I think it, it it really deserved. You you have these types of assets, and and they they play a role in the portfolio for difficult times. And now they're proving their worth in, in, in times like this, which are which are much more volatile. I, I think going forward, the asset class will take off, and and I don't think that people will will underappreciate them as much as they have. Like on that same point, um, how would you advise clients, and and how do you think the the best advisors that you're talking to now are putting con- the vol- that market volatility into context and perspective for clients? So so a great advisor is already prepared clients to anticipate volatility because they've already discussed strategies, spent time understanding goals and risk sensitivity. They probably didn't talk about a scenario quite as stressed as this, but the groundwork and the framework are already in place because in many respects, an advisor is first and foremost a risk manager for clients' financial needs, and that sets the foundation for a lot of the discussions that they're now having. So a good example, again, just drawing from our experience, is how advisors used Aladdin to stress test clients' portfolios to make sure that they took risks into account properly. You can't you can't wait for the volatility. You need to do this in creating the portfolios in advance to help clients properly incorporate alts and structured products and risk mitigation strategies and non-correlated assets and and other types of risk mitigation strategies so that they're prepared for times like these. It's important for everybody to realize that markets don't give you warning before they become volatile. So if you have it prepared in advance, you're going to lose a lot of money very quickly. And I know that advisors that have done this and have prepared their clients are having great success right now. And they're aggressively calling on prospects as well, even ones that they might have lost in the past, because there are a lot of advisors out there who are feeling overwhelmed and their clients are underserved. And these markets are really the time when true world-class professionals 
really stand out. Yeah, I, I agree with you that mediocrity is going to be uh, exposed. Uh, to your point, though, um, how important is it right now uh, to revisit fundamental financial planning with your client families? Oh, I'm a big fan of, of goals-based planning. As, as, as you know, in, in times like these, it helps clients make informed decisions, not emotional ones. Uh, even now, for the vast majority of clients, their ability to reach long-term goals still hasn't been meaningfully impacted, if, you, if you're thinking yep. long-term. Their ability to see that real-time, every day if they want, to know that they're still on track is is very calming, and it helps clients avoid making mistakes that many people, unfortunately, do make. Yeah, that shift from advisor uh, as financial expert to advisor as behavioral coach uh, I think it's worth uh, worth paying attention to, and, and to the ability, to the degree an advisor can reduce the anxiety and mitigate the fear um, that their clients are experiencing, stops preventing bad decisions. Totally agree. You know, uh, obviously we, we talked about it. Regular contact is critical, but we also have to always remember that nothing is as important as that trust-based relationship between an advisor and their client. It's that human relationship. When times get tough, that's what you need the most, someone you can trust. So that EQ factor is as important as the IQ. Totally, totally. Yeah, interesting. Andy, let's talk about the business at large. Um, You have such a great vantage point on trends in the industry. Um, Do you anticipate permanent changes in the way advisors do business once we get past the crisis phase of, of this pandemic? I think I think this really underscores the need for, for professional advice. I think investors in the United States were unfortunately lulled into a dangerous and false sense of security over much of the past decade. They forgot that investing really does come with real risks. And mm. as we saw, everything can change on a dime. So providing financial advice, you know, it's really difficult. People underestimate it when they're making money in the bull market. They're not seeing volatility, but that's precisely when you need a highly trained, world-class professional with real expertise that's backed by an institution with leading intellectual capital resources, research specialists, and, 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 and resources to prepare them for things that can really affect their lives and, and their families' lives. I feel terrible for people that get burned by risks that they never even knew they were taking. In my, in, in my opinion, this was one of the biggest wake-up calls we could have ever imagined. And when this is over, I, I sure hope people remember why professional advice is so important. Yeah, to your point about uh, mediocrity and complacency that was lulled into position by 10 years of double-digit equity market uh, return. Uh, do you think the future is going to be characterized with fewer but better advisors? Is this going to is this going to prompt further consolidation? Do you think? I absolutely believe that. It's like we said before: is is really world class advisors are doing fantastic in this kind of environment and really guiding their clients through a very very difficult time. 
and whereas others others are a bit like deers in the headlights, and mm-hmm. they haven't prepared their clients properly, and 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 they'll definitely struggle. Do you think uh, with everybody doing everything virtually and online and Zoom meetings and and all of the other ways we're uh, heavily leaning into virtual engagement, that there's increased risk of of cybersecurity issues? Uh, and how should advisors think about that? I think I think that's a, an enormous issue. Actually, I'm, I'm glad you raised it. I, I worry that it's underappreciated. I, I read an article the other day that that talked about an assessment that was done of just some independents and RIAs across the country to test the security of their home work environment. And a surprising number failed to meet the standards set up by FINRA in their, their recent alert. And to me, that's really scary. Clients need to be aware of this, and they need to. They need to ask the right questions of their advisors. For our part, we've made enormous investments in cyber, of course. Our remote computing access is virtualized, so none of the firm's data is stored on an employee's personal computer or device. When our employees remote in, there's a number of steps to authenticate them to gain access into a firm-controlled and protected machine. That protects access to, to our systems, even if the laptop is stolen or compromised. In the article, it describes how many advisors failed even that basic safeguard. Hmm. To me, that's just table stakes, and and it's it like I say, it, it's really it, it it's it's scary. Yeah, we think cyber is one trend that might have a huge impact on changing the business looking forward. Another one is around uh, the regulatory framework, and I know that even prior to this crisis, you were thinking as an organization a lot about the impact of. Uh, Reg BI and, and the best interest clause put out. Um, can you speak a little bit about that and, and what's your thinking on it? How how that impacts the firm's strategy, uh, and what do you think the ramifications of that will be for the industry moving forward and moving out of this crisis? Yeah, sure. As you know, Sterling, we've been uh, we've been a supporter of Reg BI. It preserves client choice, which. Is, is important to us. And we've been prepared since the DOL days. So the changes we're making right now are really around the edges. And I think most organizations that were prepared then are in the same same boat as that. I guess what, I, what I'd say is that we're watching the states closely and the actions that they're considering, because if, if we wound up in a situation where we had, for example, 50 different set of state rules, that would be really challenging. And Personally, I think Reg, Reg BI really, really should be the standard. Well, it'll be interesting just to see how it, it accelerates this push towards a more uh, advisory-oriented business. Uh, that we have a, a feeling that that's kind of what the future will look like. And again, there'll be fewer, larger, better advisors that are able to capitalize on that. That I agree with that. Well. Andy, it's been uh, very helpful to hear your perspective on a lot of these issues. I wonder if you can you can send us out with uh, an actionable idea or two that you would offer to advisors out there that are trying to manage their business and their strategy right now. Sure. You know, I, what the, probably the question I get the most is around the, the virtual operating and whether or not offices will be reduced or or whether people will 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 serve their clients remotely. Obviously. Across the industry, everybody has now proven that we can operate businesses, even big businesses, remotely, which is pretty astonishing. But I'm a big believer in togetherness and all that that brings in terms of teamwork and productivity and culture. This is a people business. It's a relationship business, and that's never going away. 
so I guess I'll, I guess I'll finish on this. Uh, I've said many times that this really is a noble profession. Aside from, from one's actual health, very few things are as important as the quality of someone's life as financial health is. And I can't emphasize enough how proud I am of advisors in this industry. Well, thank you, Andy. That's something we agree with uh, 100%. And uh, I think this is, to your point, as you said earlier, uh, crisis doesn't uh, create culture, it reveals it. And I think to the same degree, uh, this crisis is going to reveal the advisors that are best suited to to add deep value for clients moving forward. So again, thank you so much for for your time this morning and uh, best of luck moving forward in this. All right, pleasure. Stay safe. I'd like to thank everyone for listening in on this week's installment of The Way Forward. Uh, And thank you, uh, Andy, for your insights today. We'll be doing our asset management sponsor call this week on Friday at 1 p.m. with Chris Davis of Davis Funds. And we'll be back next week with another newsletter and episode of The Way Forward. Thanks and stay safe. This podcast is brought to you by ClearBridge Investments. Meet an evolving economy confidently with ClearBridge Active Equities, the foundation of a resilient portfolio. ClearBridge, a Franklin Templeton company. Go to clearbridge.com to learn more.